You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter R. Muirfield, it's Molly again with your latest edition of The Marn Report podcast. And today I am here with my friends, Brian and TJ, from the Fort Stewart DPW Forestry Branch to talk a little bit about controlled burn season, which is coming up very, very soon. First of December it starts, right? That's correct. All right, guys, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what each of you does in the forestry branch. My name is Brian Whitmore. I'm the wildland fire program manager, and so I'm over the wildland fire operations on the installation, and that includes prescribed burn um, execution as well as wildfire suppression. Um, And so I have multiple crews out on the day of prescribed burning, and we're also operating up to five fire towers looking for wildfires that start on ranges and then dispatching crews to suppress those wildfires to sustain the military training mission. Wow. Cool job. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it keeps me busy. What about you, TJ? So my name is TJ Quarles. I'm the planning uh, section supervisor, and the main duties of my job would be supervising those individuals that um, perform the planning functions, whether it be the wildland fire, prescribed fire type stuff, um, to uh, start plans, etc., and other timber harvest planners that we also have. So Okay, so you said wildfires, controlled burns, and you also said timber harvest. I mean, obviously the forestry branch does quite a bit. Can you tell me a little bit about what else the forestry branch does? Yeah, so we mentioned timber harvest. So timber harvest is a major component uh, for the mission, for the military mission. So uh, without the timber harvest and thinning specifically mm-hmm. on the landscape, it would be tough for the soldier to complete his or her job while in the field. So sure. And to get that training component complete. So we do timber harvest for that purpose there to help with the mission scape, I guess, as we call and yeah. sometimes called. So. Yeah. And you do all of that for the mission sake of our soldiers wildlife as well, right? Yes. So everything you've mentioned there is correct. So um, timber thinning is a major component of improving wildlife habitat, whether it be for um, game species or non-game species, Um, particularly here in the southeast U.S. and on most army installations, red cockaded woodpecker is a major driver for some of those management goals or techniques uh, that we do. Uh, Prescribed burning, as Brian mentioned, and the timber thinning. And it all kind of gels together for the soldier and for those threatened and endangered species, i.e. red cockaded woodpecker, indigo snake, and other non-game and game species. Very neat. So let's get back to the topic of controlled burns. Uh, We understand a little bit about why we do them, but can you tell me a little bit about what our community can expect, exactly what the time frame is? Tell me what happens during, you know, what's the process? For sure. So uh, our burn season runs through the 1st of December through June 30th every year. Um, And so starting with, you know, December 1st, we start implementing prescribed burns across the installation. We call it the dormant season. The plants are dormant. The trees are dormant. So it's less likely to kill them, which mm-hmm. is why we like to we start in December. Um, but what they can expect is to see occasional smoke uh, drifting across Highway 119 or 144. Mm-hmm. We try our best. We, we watch weather forecast very closely to make sure we do not smoke in the Contolman area or Hinesville. Um, and we also, we, our crews will be putting smoke signs up. Um, and TJ will touch on this in a little bit, but we also will be sending out um, flyers to everyone in the Contolman area telling them the areas we're going to be burning sure. starting December 1st um, through June 30th, just so they're aware if they see something 
um, it's most likely not a wildfire. They do not need to call 911, and they can expect to, to see, you know, smoke on the roads potentially and just everything's under control. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, if I'm not mistaken, you guys also put out some daily notifications to when you guys are burning. Are they an email? They go out on the DPW environmental Facebook page. Well, all the social media platforms. And then we also share them on our Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield social media platform. So lots of information and ways to get out the fact that you guys are burning to give a little bit more top cover to people not freaking out and thinking that their whole world is on fire and they're in danger (laughs) yes thanks for mentioning that yeah we do uh environmental posts to the social media media pages every day we do a burn so people have a few hours notice yeah hey we're gonna be burning here today cool um just maybe avoid that area for our crews to be safe as well yeah sure um so can you tell me a little bit about how you guys do it like how does the fire start how do you contain the fire what does a normal controlled burn day look like okay so obviously the 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 plans are are tj's thing but his team (laughs) is planning for months in advance they're actually planning all summer long for burns that we'll do december 1st um but they're watching the weather forecast and when he tells me that it's the weather is conducive and safe to burn a certain area we'll send our crews out there um They'll use equipment such as drip torches, which are carried in people's hands, mm-hmm. or terror torches, which are mounted to pickup trucks, to light what we call a baseline, which is on the downwind side of a management area. Sure. Um, and the fire will slowly back into the wind based on the weather forecast. Um, and then we'll call in our helicopter um, that has a PSD machine, which is a plastic sphere dispenser machine, and so it looks like ping pong balls. Yeah. And then the helicopter will build off of that baseline, and they'll work into the wind as well, and they'll drop ping pong balls and when they hit the ground they ignite and so there's thousands of little spot fires that ignite simultaneously Um, and that'll all burn together the smoke hopefully goes up and goes (laughs) where we want it based on the weather forecast (laughs) Um, and then our crews continually are, are patrolling the perimeter making sure that you know any escapes are quickly suppressed sure um they're monitoring the roads for smoke um they're just just maintaining you know situational awareness of the entire event um, and making sure everything is safety at the end of the day. We do not leave any prescriber until we're 100% sure that it's safe. Oh, of course. And I was about to ask you about how long do you guys burn? Do you let it fizzle out itself or do you eventually put it out yourselves? Yeah, that, that's a good good question. So depending on the circumstances, we may continue ignition with you know, drip torches or tear torches on the ground to, to tighten things up. We don't leave anything along the edges. It's, it's not burned because we could leave and then the mm-hmm. wind changes and the fire runs and jumps and we're not there. So we make sure everything is completely black around the edges before we leave. There's nothing left that could burn. Yeah. And then we also go back in and we do what we call mop up which is we'll send in our engines. It's a dirty job, <laughs> hand tools, and we're making sure that all the stumps are put out so they stumps and stuff can smolder for several days, which is continually putting smoke where we don't want it potentially. Yeah. Um, so mop-up could be a few hours at the end of the day or it could last for several weeks. So how do you guys go about choosing the area that you burn? TJ. So that is a good question. So as far as choosing the air that we burn, it takes a lot of coordination to do that. So as Brian mentioned, uh, we have planners and one of those planners uh, that I supervise. And so we are always communicating with range control to schedule areas. So uh, just as a soldier has to uh, schedule a training area, we also have to schedule a training area for prescribed burn operations or timber harvest or whatever management activity we take part of. 
And so we do that scheduling through range control, Mm -hmm. and we get that area locked in. And so, therefore, we have several areas throughout the installation. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the installation is approximately 280,000 acres. So we'll have geographic areas scattered throughout the installation based upon potential wind conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can look at long-range forecasts. You know, seven to ten days is probably about as far as we can go. And the scheduling that we have to do is two weeks to three weeks ahead of time. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're kind of taking a stab in the dark, so there, therefore we have to kind of hedge our bet and schedule several different areas based on potential wind conditions uh, and uh, weather parameters that would happen during that season of the year. Yeah. And a lot of times throughout the year, hey, we know what to expect from – December to January, when direction will be and what our conditions will be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so we've done this for several, several years, and those climatic conditions don't <laughs> change that often. So, but um, anyhow, that's part of that process. Cool. Well, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are award winning, are you not? Your program um, is almost looked at like a best practice not just here for Fort Stewart, but across the country, right? Do you all have people come and visit you to learn about how you perform controlled burns? Yes, and I'm going to pass this off to Brian. He has done a lot of coordination with these individuals and in, in Tall Timbers and the U.S. Forest Service, and I'm going to pass it to Brian. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks, TJ. So uh, as TJ mentioned, we do coordinate with multiple other federal, state, local agencies, um, and they come to learn about how we do prescribed burning on Fort Stewart. So in March of 2022, we had over 50 scientists and researchers across the federal government, U.S. Forest Service, the USGS, wow. um, and they came to learn how we do things and use Fort Stewart as a model to implement our practices elsewhere across the, the federal lands. Yeah. Um, so just a, a tidbit that we prepared for them when they visited that our frequent prescribed burning, not only does it improve the military training mission, restore endangered species habitat, it also reduces wildfire frequency yeah. drastically. So um, we've been prescribed burning on this frequency, you know, one to three year f- frequency um, for about 30 years, and that's reduced our wildfire frequency and intensity by 90%. Wow. So if you look on the news, most of the time you see these massive wildfires out west, and mm-hmm. they're burning up houses, and people are evacuating. They're coming to learn how we do it so they don't have to do those types of things, and they can prescribe burn more frequently and reduce these major wildfire events that are affecting communities. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm sitting with <laughs> forestry rock stars right now. That's really cool. What an honor, truly to know that you guys have it together. You've got something that's so solid that people from all over the place want to be just like you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, we, we are very lucky because the, the, the regulations and stuff here in the Southeast and the people are, are used to prescribed burning. So that yeah. makes our job a lot easier. Whereas if the more people around the installation, they would have to smell smoke, the more complaints we get, it would kind of mm-hmm. start to restrict our ability to, to do what we do and improve the landscape. So um, I think that to improve uh, the wildfire issues in the western United States, the public outreach and understanding of what could be done and what needs to be done would help uh, limit the amount of wildfires and increase the amount of prescribed fire. Yeah. I just, I think what you guys do is very cool. And, you know, sometimes here in the public affairs office, we'll get some complaints. It's so smoky. It's kicking, my allergies are kicking up. You know, I can't, I can't handle this. I feel like I'm in the middle of a campfire. But To me, the most important thing to remember is that all of that is happening to make sure that our community is 
safe. It's another added level of that safety factor that we bring to our soldiers, families, and DOD civilians every single day. Yes, and that's a good thing that you bring up. So we talk about you know, our, one of our safety record for our individuals and our prescribed burns, and we haven't had an incident that I'm aware of while I've been here, and that's been over 13-some-odd years. So, I mean, and there's been a very safe record since then. But you talked about the mitigation to the communities around us. So mm-hmm. um, we're, we're kind of talking about, our, or now I'm kind of moving into our cantonment area. And so what we're trying to do adjacent to our cantonment area and kind of in some of the areas in the cantonment area is reestablish prescribed fire in there. And so kind of like we talked about earlier was the Fort Stewart Facebook page and one of these notifications. So that gives us good notice for our population, our soldiers, our community inside the cantonment because we don't put a whole lot of fire in the cantonment. Right. The majority of our acreage is outside of the cantonment area. Mm -hmm. So we're therefore trying to manage that. And there's some other techniques that we've also been doing kind of adjacent to our boundary Mm-hmm. where public and private is, and so we're mitigating uh, the fuel load adjacent to that by doing some masticating or mid-story mowing, we might call a mm-hmm. vegetation, to help reduce that potential hazard. Sure. And so, you know, uh, where, therefore, if there is a fire, a wildfire, that either originates on the installation or off the installation, it kind of gives us a buffer to help mitigate, hey, this is not, potentially should not blow up as large as it should be. And again, with us putting that prescribed fire in the containment area and adjacent to those private lands, it helps mitigate that also. That's great. Well, is there anything else that you guys would like to add about the program? Um, anything that you guys have coming up for forestry that you'd like to add? I would say that, you know, just um, just a reminder everybody, um, and probably for us as practitioners of prescribed fire or control fire, fire is usually not the issue. I think Brian would agree with me on this. It's mm-hmm. the smoke. Mm-hmm. The fire that we put on the ground, as he mentioned earlier, is is there for an hour, hour and a half, especially when we do aerial ignition with a helicopter, like he mentioned. Mm-hmm. The smoke is the residual thing, just like he said. It's going to be there. It's, it's going to go somewhere. It's going to affect somebody, some community. I mean, our goal is to do so the least evasive way we can, of course, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to create smoke. So we try to do so and plan for those conditions. And uh, just be aware of smoke, just like Brian mentioned, uh, when using the highway. I mean, we on the highways, you know, 119, 144, or any other road for that fact, we always put up signs if we see uh, there may be a potential issue to help warn uh, motorists, hey, mm-hmm. slow down, there could be, you know, smoke on the highway. So, sure. you know, just to kind of plug that again and say, hey, just be aware. And, uh, and uh, hey, we, we're, we're here to do that mission job, and we enjoy doing it. We have a, a workforce that is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do it day in and day out, and we are so blessed and thankful to have them. So, Well, I just appreciate y'all being on the podcast with me today. So much great information about controlled burn season and December 1st through June 30th. Okay. And, and I mean, just like you just said, TJ, I mean, you guys can plan, plan, plan all you want, but Mother Nature so unpredictable so that that wind could shift at a moment's notice uh, and we could be sitting in some smoke for a little bit but the reasoning behind that smoke is something that we're very appreciative that you guys do um, so I thank you both so much for being on the show and that is it for this week's edition of the Marn Report podcast y'all this is Molly signing off
The Department of Defense OnPost Housing Tenant Satisfaction Survey is in full swing. Your feedback is a crucial part of improving the quality of life in Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield housing. Residents should have received a link to the survey in the email they have on file with the housing office. Don't miss out on this awesome opportunity to let your voice be heard.